0: Have you ever felt like there isn't enough time in the day, or like you don't have time to take care of your well-being and build your dream? Or maybe you felt like it's impossible for you to go to work and still build that business that you envision at the same time. Well, so have we. And this is why we decided to make this podcast. This podcast is not just for PTs, OTs, MDs, or RNs. It's for everyone in healthcare. Our mission is to inspire you to make healthcare a better place and to build your business or brand through stories and real-life examples of some of the top leaders and entrepreneurs in healthcare. There's no better time than now. Welcome to Off the Clock, the Healthcare Entrepreneurs Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of the off the clock podcast. As usual, I am your co-host, Mr. Crawlborne Jr., and I am joined by my guy, Mr. Paulo Ching.
1: What's up, everybody? How are you guys doing? First of all, shout out shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm putting up 31 entire American points. Man, that was, that was wild. I do not know if you had a chance to catch a game. I caught, like, the tail end of it. And talk about a comeback. I watched
0: the whole game. I was multitasking because I was watching the game and studying and doing <laughs> homework in between. But, yeah, man, I watched it. I, was, I wasn't surprised, though. Kansas City has been coming back from deficits the entire playoffs. So a 10-point lead, I was like, Ugh, this is nothing.
1: I <laughs> was crazy about that, like, uh, so I, I'd gone to play some basketball, right, when I got back into town yesterday, went to shoot some hoops, and my boy, he looked at me, he was like, yo, Kansas City's down, like, 20, 20 to 10, right, and I immediately, like, remember just being like, they're going to win, they're down 20 to 10 third quarter, but they're going to win, and I actually, like, I'm not even trying to be funny, you could even check, like, that ads for PT's group and I said it I was like they're gonna probably put up 31 points why because just like a lot of people man like we tend to get behind or we tend to fall back or we tend to feel like we're losing but the number one thing that keeps Kansas City like on top bro was just like that consistency right every I mean what was everybody saying oh Patrick Mahomes is throwing this and that interception oh he's not doing well oh what's he not doing but what has he been doing all season? What position have they been in throughout the entire playoffs? They've been down multiple games. This is not new to them. They put in the practice, right? I saw the video before the game. He was like, there's no better time than today to be great. I'm pretty positive when it's the fourth quarter, they realized there was no better time. As a matter of fact, it's probably sweeter for them. Being down 2010, fourth quarter, it's probably sweeter because like a lot of us, man, like we tend to, I look at my year like my year has four quarters, right? And obviously for me with the business, we have a lot of goals and our goals are like super, super lofty, but we're still in the first quarter. So it. sometimes I have to look and remind myself like this is just quarter one, this is Q1. A lot of those goals we're trying to hit for the year. We might feel like we're way behind them or we're not going to hit them. But, yo, like, this is just the beginning. And I really thought it was super sweet, like, the fact that even though they were down 2010, they came in heavy. They came in swinging, right? What actually stuck out to me the most was at the end of the game, right? They had, like, a couple of seconds left and most teams going to what, Carl? Victory formation, but what did they yep. do in the game? They try to throw another one deep to score one last time. They're already up 31 to 20, and they try to throw another one deep to score. That's mine of a champion, that's what sets them apart. So I thought it was pretty sweet because I saw that and I was like, That's insane, y'all. It's a super bowl. We-. They said, Nah, we play till the last whistle, anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sure if we were talking about the podcast or 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 the Super Bowl or I didn't know what was going on right there, but <laughs> I, I like the I like the parallelism.
1: I like it. I just gotta say, man, just like for, for a lot of people, and this would definitely parallel into what we're talking about today. But for a lot of people, man, it's like we either give up really easily when we get down, we get behind when people are beating us and people are ahead. And we don't allow ourselves the time and the opportunity to see it through. We don't play through the entire four quarters. We don't play through until the last whistle. Right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't. I mean, think about it. We every, everybody comes into the game. Both teams came into the Super Bowl thinking what? We're gonna be Super Bowl champions today. Both of us yes. came in thinking we're going to be Super Bowl champions today. A lot of us, man, started running our businesses, doing our classes, everything. We come in at the beginning of every single semester, beginning of every single year, at the beginning of every single job, thinking like, this is my year. How many times people said that to themselves? Yeah,
0: that's, that's true. That's true, man. It's funny because I actually just released a blog post that I wrote and... The whole gist of the blog post was, the title of it was unforgettable, but the whole gist about it and the whole thing was just reminding yourself who you are, you know, and and, and kind of, it, it, it's kind of like a, a case of someone who might be going through a tough time currently. You know, maybe it's in their business, maybe it's in a relationship, maybe it's just you know life in general. Like it just seems like it's one thing after the next. But basically, it's just subtle reminders throughout that you've been in this position before. You know, you've you've been down and out before. You've faced obstacles before. You've had uh, trials and tribulations that you had to overcome, and because of that, you are where you you currently are in your life, you know? So I think that a lot of times what ends up happening is that when we do end up being behind, you know, when we do end up not being where we projected ourselves to be, you know, our sales aren't where where we want them to be, uh, clientele is down, whatever the case may be. We focus too much on that. And because we focus on that, we get more of that as opposed to if we focused on the positives. How am I growing from this? How can I make my business more efficient? How can I increase revenue? How can I uh, make my sales you know, be better than they were before whatever happened? A lot of times we just get so stuck in in the Negatives like, I'm missing this, I don't have this, and it's so crazy, and I know I know you will love this because you heard this before, Paul, but it's so funny for 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 those who aren't religious, forgive me, but a wise man once told me and Paul that it's funny because the first sin that happened came because of focusing on what you lack. Boom. And if you really think about that, how many times have you found yourself digging a deeper hole Hmm. because all you're focused on and all you're consumed with is what you lack? How much better would your business be? How much better would your brand grow if you focused on the positives and you focused on what you do have? Okay, my sales are down, but I see where I'm making mistakes at. Okay, I'm not closing enough clients, Mm. but you know what? I'm doing a very good job of building rapport. And it's like once you start to kind of look at the things that you're doing well, as opposed to the things that you're not doing well, it allows you to keep pushing forward and keep going. You know, cause just like just like we talked you brought up the Super Bowl, you know, we were talking about the Super Bowl, how easy could it have been for Patrick Mahomes to be like, damn, I threw two interceptions. Right. right. I have not thrown interceptions the entire playoffs. Right. And I just threw two in the Super Bowl. How easy could it have been for him to focus on that? And then next thing you know, damn, he just threw interception number three or he just fumbled the ball. You know, and this could be a completely different conversation where we're talking about how the 49ers won. Mm -hmm. But instead of focusing on what was going wrong, they focused on what they could do right. We have we have the offensive weapons, right? We have the speed on the outside. You know, we have the O-line to block. We have the skill. We have the will. We have the heart. And it's like that same exact mindset, and those same exact things are things that we can apply in our everyday business, in our everyday lives as
1: well, you know? And l- l- let me, let me, we're gonna teach a little bit here, first of all. Welcome to Off University. University. Um, I'm gonna teach a little yeah. bit, right? Because I think for a lot of people, a lot of listeners are hearing and they're resonating, and they're like, ding, 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 this is me. But the problem is a lot of people don't even know how to first address those things. Like they just become aware. And I think becomes aware makes life harder, because now you know what's wrong, but you don't know what to do about it. So we're going to talk about this a little bit. So the first thing I want to say, just like Carl said, like when you start focusing on all the wrong things, that's that becomes all you see. For example, if you get a brand new car, I guarantee as soon as you get that car, you will start to see that same make and model everywhere. Right. You, you, you're going to see like, and you go to the grocery store, you've never seen them before. Suddenly, you see everybody and their sister has one. Why? Because that's what you're focused on. That is what is at the forefront of your mind. And the brain is funny because the brain amplifies the things that we focus on. Right. So, to focus on everything that's going bad and everything that's going wrong, I promise you the only thing you are going to see is how things suck, how things are going against the grain, how things are not going to work out, how things are going to be horrible, because that's all you've dedicated yourself to. And your brain says, oh, that's what we're doing now? Bet. Let's focus on that. Let's see how things can go wrong. Let's overanalyze how things may not work out. Let's Focus on all the negatives and never see the positives. So the first thing we got to do, and we'll say this over and over and over again, something that Carl and I do in the morning, something I do in the morning um, that I've really instilled. Because for me, that morning hour between like 5, 6, a.m. is my most vulnerable moment. So what I have to do is as soon as I wake up, I'll do my devotion, right? I'll get myself right with God. And then the very next thing I do is I put on some version of personal development. Whether or not it's like spiritual development, whether or not it's something mindful, whether or not it's something mental, right? I literally would put it on, on my phone and turn my phone face down so i'm just laying in the dark and the only thing i'm focused on is the positivity that is coming from the speakers of my phone and for about 15 to 20 minutes there in the dark the only thing i'm focused on is how things can work why because as soon as i get up in the morning right as soon as i stop listening to that i'll flip on the light and i'll bring out my journal so now i've listened to how things can go right. So then the next thing I do is I bring my journal and start writing how things can go right. I start writing all the things that I'm going to manifest. I start writing how things will actually work out in my day. What does that do for me? That means that by the time I've actually put my feet on the ground, I have told my brain twice one by hearing, one by writing that we will actually win today. And it may seem like a tiny, tiny thing, but I promise you, it's been the biggest thing. Like I'm I'm personally going through a lot of stuff right now, but it's been the thing that's kept me rooted and kept me focused because I understand that the things I'm going to get done, the things that I want to do in quarter four, right? When we're down by 20 and we got two minutes left in the game, the things I've got to do in quarter four, I first have to master now. So the very first way you can get over that is by first learning how to just master those first and win those first moments, right? I know there's that book called uh, The Morning Miracle. I Mm -hmm. forget it. Basically, he talks about like, yo, like that first five, 10, 15 minutes is so crucial. If you can actually get yourself to win those moments, I promise you your day will get better. The next thing you have to do is you need to surround yourself with two kinds of people. One, people that are going to speak that positivity and actually see. And that might actually mean you need somebody who has more belief in you than you have in yourself. (sighs) Say that again. Sometimes it takes having somebody around you that has more belief in you than you have in yourself. Why? Because they will bring out the greatness in you that you are afraid to bring out. Yeah. While you are focused on how things can go right, they're literally going to be there and say, no, this can't work out. I believe in you. I just had a com- Carl, I just had a conversation this pa- over the last two weeks with somebody who was trying to get into PT school. And we had a complete conversation. And she was saying the school she wants to go to, her top school, she does not think she can get in. Right? She has like this backup school, but she wants to go to the top school. So what did I say? Because she did not believe she could get in. So I had to be that person for her. I literally was like, okay, well, first of all, what we're going to do is we're going to put you in a position to get accepted. We're going to put you in a position to be ready to receive the acceptance. So mm-hmm. when it comes, I told her when it comes, you're not going to be like, Oh my goodness. I got, No, you're going to be like, Oh, I got in. I have a plan. I know what I need to do. The next thing I said is, yo, you need to make sure you take care of ABC and D reach out to the school. If you got to do that, do this, do that. If you get into the school, when you get into the school, right. I turned all my statements, not from it. When you get into the program, when you get accepted, text me. Next thing you know, when you get accepted, you already have a plan what you want to do. And I promise you, I told her if you focus on getting in, and you've done everything you can do, once you get in, the crazy thing is better things will happen. So today, Carl, I get a message from her. Right? So she already told me she got in last week. And I'm you know, I'm losing it. Today, she messages me and she says, you'll never believe what happened. She got into school. No, she already got into the school last week, right? We had that, she already got into it. Today, she messages me and she says, you'll never believe what happened. Not only did I get in, but they gave me a tuition, um, a scholarship that takes care of 80% of my tuition for four, three years. 80%. Wow. And she would have never gotten in if she did not put herself in a position with people that believe in her dream and have to believe for her. The other half of that, it wasn't just me. When she started doing her interviews, you know what her friends did? Her friends made a plaque with her name and DPT right behind it.
0: Oh, let's talk about that. Think about this.
1: Yes. You have to have people that believe in your dream more than you do. Because in those moments that you feel weak, they will be strong. And they're the ones, and this is important. This is important. This is important because the people that are in your circle are the people that you're going to be riding with. And if they do not have the ability to believe and, and be happy and celebrate your success just as much as they celebrate their own, I promise you, you will not get as far as you do with the people. I genuinely, I have people in my circle and I, I am that person where I genuinely get so happy for people's wins. You got into a program, I promise you I'm losing it. Right? That's how it should be. Got a new job, I promise you we're going crazy. So that's the first wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. I'm sorry, bro. I don't want to cut you off, but I feel like you said something so, so important that we we need we need to talk about it. Okay. What I say? I love how you talked about her friends putting the plaque as if she was already there. Oh yeah. Because craziest thing, I I literally just had this conversation with someone yesterday. And I was telling them, matter of fact, it was, it was one of my, my new uh, mentees, one of my new uh, pre-PT mentees. And I was just telling them that it's important for you to see it before it happens. Because at the end of the day, visualization, imagination is everything. Because before you get there, you have to imagine it. Why? Because think of it this way. If she didn't first have the impulse, if she didn't first have the thought in her mind that she wanted to be a doctor of physical therapy, then she would have never went down the route. She wouldn't have took the prereqs. She wouldn't have done the observation hours. She wouldn't have got the letters of recommendation. She wouldn't have done any of that. But she had to think of it first. So she visualized it first. She saw herself being there before it happened. A lot of you are seeing yourself going out of business before you see yourself reaching your full potential. You spend so much time visualizing what's going to go wrong with your business that you're not even giving yourself a fighting chance to know what success will taste like in a business. And I feel like we just had to rewind for a second and stab at that a bit
1: oh, yeah. because I, I think that's, that's very underrated. That's huge. You know, like vision, man, and this actually kind of leads to the second person you need to have, right? Mm-hmm. Because Vision comes in twofold. One, other people that like sometimes have to see more than you do, but then once you get to the place where you see it full on, the second kind of person you need is crucial. Now you have to have somebody who is where you want to be. That's important. Ooh, because, yes, sir. Because now that you actually see it, not that you actually see it, not that you're actually gone through, why do the pre PTs have mentors and, and coaches, right? Because you are where the pre-PTs want to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do people get business coaches? Because the people signed the business. Want to be where their business coach is
0: so so uh first off, rest in peace to kobe um and everybody that lost their lives. That was tragic and that that ruined my whole Sunday when I heard about that man. but you saying that just made me think about something that uh that he had said in the past, and he basically talked about. Uh, the idea of because you know a lot of time while he was still here there were there and while he was still playing there was always oh who's better Jordan or Kobe Kobe or Jordan LeBron or Kobe LeBron or Jordan you know there was always a debate right and they said they had they had uh, asked Kobe about that one day and he talked about the fact that when they're when you see greatness and when you see someone that emulates what you want to become that it's okay for you to mimic what they're doing but you have to do that with the intention that you're doing it to become your own person yeah so kobe didn't look at jordan and say man He works extremely hard. Jordan is a dog. He's in the gym all the time. He's getting shots in before everyone gets there in the morning. He's getting shots in after practice. He's always the first one to show up. He's always the one you can depend on. And Kobe looked at that and he didn't say, I want to be the next Michael Jordan. He said, I want to be Kobe Bryant. I want to be the best Kobe Bryant. And it's it's just amazing when you think about it because he realized what a lot of us fail to see. And that's the fact that having someone who is where you want to be, having someone as a mentor or having someone that you can look at and look at their life and say, I want my life to look like that and not in a way of I want to be the next that person, but I want to be the best version of
1: myself. So critical. So critical. Huge. And the thing is, I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. I really think that's where a lot of people get tripped up. Because they get inspired up until they come into the comparison game. One of the most dangerous things you could do as a
2: business owner. <laughs> Wow, people. wow!
1: Like, and I've caught myself in it, man. I've re- I've caught myself in it in the business sometimes. Same. I promise you, like, it's insane. So, <laughs> so for the listeners, let let me say it like this, right? So, when I started my business at the same around at, at the same time, you know, on this mastermind, there were a ton of people in the mastermind that were doing like course launches, man, and they're making like a hundred thousand dollars in like an hour right they're just making bank and I remember starting and I'm like man I want to be like that I want to be like that you know I want to do it whatever and I think even I even justified it at times I want to do it because this this and that but then I noticed falling automatically into the comparison game I started to take some shortcuts in building the course I started to compare myself to like well they're there. They've been doing it for this long, and I'm here. Well, I could probably do it because I have all the information, and you know, I'm just now starting. And if I just do what they did, I'll get the results they got because I can be as good as they can be. And then if I didn't, I was like, dang, like what am I doing wrong? And I think that's where a lot of people get caught up because they get that inspiration, but that inspiration turns to imitation. Ooh,
0: oh, oh, oh mercy, write
1: that down. Oh, that was good. That inspiration turns into invitation. And that's where a lot of us like get tripped up because we're no longer doing it in the way that's meant for us. Everybody has their own path. But the most dangerous thing you can do is not even go down that path because you only see how things can go wrong. Right? But let's yep. let's bring it back because Kobe's a real one. So let's bring it back to Kobe real quick right at the age of um 13 he started playing in this uh summer league in philadelphia and he got smacked and he scored zero points the whole summer and kobe whose dad played in the nba and he grew up in italy and he had all these things around him and he was playing a bunch of dudes from the hood and he could have been soft kobe could have been like well you know what I might not be able to do this because I went a whole summer without scoring one point. I mean, that's kind of sad, not a free throw, not a layup, not an open layup, not a three, nothing, not a, nothing. And he could have just said, yeah, this is not going to work out. If I played for a whole summer and I couldn't score a point, what makes me think I can do it again? I can score a point next summer. Two years later, Kobe was the best player in the state. Yep. Why? Because he took time to work on his game. Instead of seeing how things could go wrong, right? At the beginning, I said, you devise a plan. So with the girl, we made a plan. He devised a plan. I'm going to work on my shooting. I'm going to work on my 15-foot jumpers. I'm going to work on my threes. I'm going to work on my layups. I'm going to work on this and on that. And then two years later, suddenly, he's the best. at At the youngest age, he's the best at a freshman. He is the best player in the state of Pennsylvania. Not the city of Philadelphia, the state of Pennsylvania. This is what led Kobe Bean Bryant to be drafted into the league three years after that. Why? Because he understood, instead of focusing on what could go wrong, he just started focusing on what could go right. And the problem is, here's why, you know, having people that believe in you, having people that are where you are, but the most important part really is having a plan right? And I know a lot of us hear this. You need to have a plan. People tell you you need to have a plan for life. No, it's it's real. But your plan does not have to be this illustrious thing. Understand, there's four quarters in the year. Each quarter is three months. Your plan should always have a destination. And that destination, we say by right? So a lot of us, we do this thing at the beginning of the year, I hang, I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. That means by the end of the year, you want to lose 20 pounds. That doesn't mean you're not going to lose 10, gain five, lose three, gain seven, whatever. But at the end of the year, if you start at 180, you're going to be 160. Understand that is the plan. That's literally one of the greatest things you need to do because just like Kobe, just like the way he made his things, that's because he attacked his game in a specific way. You By creating a plan, we can actually break down in a very strategic and possible way, how to no longer focus on all the things that could go bad and then start focusing on how things can actually work out. Because as long as you, your plan includes things that you can't control, and it includes you not trying to worry over what you don't have control over, are you living at a different level? Because now if something happens and it in no way was a result of what you've done, that's an ulterior effect right? That's, some, that's an exterior, my bad, not ulterior. That's an exterior effect. I know what you meant. You know what I'm saying? That I do for the listeners. That has nothing to do with you right now. What can you control? What can you handle? What's in your power, right? For y'all faithful, like, look, I just read the other day in the Bible where, what's his name? He was building the wall of Jerusalem and all types of people started saying all kinds of things to discourage him right now mind you he built this wall in 52 days of jerusalem which was not a small joint right but the thing is the thing that really stuck out to me is our plan so his plan required a lot of action it had a lot of faith but it required a lot of action and for us our plans as long as they stay plans and we don't put any type of action towards it it will just remain that plan but when it comes to, and peep this, when it comes to no longer looking at your problems, right? When it comes to no longer seeing that Tesla everywhere, when it comes to not seeing that F-150 everywhere, when it comes to not seeing that GTR, when it comes to not seeing that you've not been accepted letter, when it comes to not seeing that your business is going bankrupt, when it comes to not seeing that things are not gonna work out, your relationship is gonna suck. When it comes to not seeing that, we're gonna replace that with this is gonna work. This is going to happen. Your business will succeed. Your relationship will work out. You will get accepted. Things will work out for you. But that's going to require you building out a plan in a four-quarter system where each quarter you're going to have one specific thing. Kobe says, six months, I'm going to focus on shooting. Six months, I'm going to focus on defense. Six months, I'm going to do this. This Six months, I'm going to do that. Right? For me, I had to write down my goals and say, okay, for the first month, I'm going to try and hit this financial number for the second month. I'm going to try and hit this financial number, right? I'm going to do this specific thing in March. I'm going to do this specific thing in April so that by the end of the year, we're going to get it. You're trying to get into a school. Stop focusing on you not being able to get in. Just start putting yourself in the position. Life will reward you. Start doing the things you need to do. Take the classes, get the letters, visualize it. If you got to make a freaking vision board, make a freaking vision board, tell the people closest to you, Right? make Even if that literally means Carl. One of the craziest things I've realized is for this one specific person um, that we were talking about, I remember her telling, we're actually going to verbally walk through the day you get that letter from the top school. When you get that email, what are you going to do? How are you going to celebrate? Who's the first person you're going to call? Can you see it? Now it's not even see it, let's go through the motions. What's it going to feel like? Are you going to be amazed? with this that and guess what soon she gets in hits her people up she mind you like you talked about she already got the manifestation on the name plaque right so she gets it and she's like we already said this was going to happen patrick mahomes and the chiefs they were down 2010 you to the fourth quarter they're like oh 31 20 in the game well at the beginning of the game they said they were going to do what win so then they just did what they had to do that's really what it is. Just do what you have to do to make your goals turn into like what you actually want them to do. But do not fall into the trap that just because things suck now means they're going to suck later. later. Just because things look tough now does not mean they're always going to be tough. Life has a funny way of getting better. That's very
0: true. Yo, all right, let's go ahead and uh pass the the collection plate around. Let's give it up for uh Pastor O'Ching.
1: Whoa. Well, like no,
0: it. bro. That that was that was fire, man. And when you're in when you're in your groove, bro, I just gotta just sit back,
1: man, and just be no, in awe. you were in your groove too, bro. No, no. <laughs> like you aren't. Look, like the point is this, we're just so passionate for you listeners, just because we understand like We've gone through our stuff. Yep. And And we're still going through it. We're going through it, but like, we're also living in the dream that we envisioned in 2019. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we are. And it's, it's a, it's a never ending battle, you know, like I, um, I remember I was speaking with, uh, with someone earlier today and, um, she's a really good friend of mine and we were just, you know, kind of catching up and talking and she told me that she had kind of been in a slump, you know, and she was trying to get out of it and she was just kind of questioning things and I couldn't help but smile like listening to her say that. Not not because, you know, like I take pride in, in hearing someone else is miserable or, or down, but For the simple fact that I just think about all the levels that I've been on. I think of all the transitions I've had to make. And I think about at every level how I envisioned going to another level. I think about how I was once just thinking about getting into PT you know, and 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 I thought about finally chasing it, and I was like, ah, uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, I looked, I looked into the prereqs, and I looked and saw how many hours I had to get. This was twenty twenty seventeen, man. You know, I, I looked and and saw everything that I had to do, and I was like, I was like, okay, I uh, I think I could do this. But then another part of me was like, can you? Are you sure? Do you really think you could do it? And then I started taking the classes. I I was doing well. I was getting the observation hours. I was making the connections for the letter of recommendation. And then I started getting ready to apply to school. And I sent out my applications. And then it was, okay, I can get an interview. Other side of me, can you really? And if you do get one, are you going to mess it up? Are you going to get into school from the interview? Is it going to be a waste of time? Are you going to be waiting another cycle to get into school? And then I got the interview. I got accepted. And then it turned into, do I really deserve to be here? Am I smart enough to be in a doctorate level program? Nobody in my family has ever done this. What makes me think I can do it? And so as she was talking, I just was going through like the different levels and the different layers that I felt like I've I've peeled back over the years to get to where I am now. And it's truly just amazing because just like in order for the caterpillar to become the butterfly it has to get rid of its old self it's the same thing with us every level we go up every new step we take in life we have to get rid of the old us and there's nothing wrong with that because in order to move forward it means you have to grow and some of the same things that got you through in the past, they're not going to get you through in the future. You're going to have to learn how to adapt. And that imposter syndrome never goes away. Hell, I'm going to be a clinician and I'm going to be like, damn, do I really know what I'm doing? Can I, can I treat this patient? Can I help this patient regain range of motion? Can I help this patient be able to, to walk normal, like how they used to walk? Can I get this patient to be able to to pick up their their, their grandchild again and regain the strength that they once had? You know, can my business make six figures? Can I become wealthy? Can I be the start of generational wealth in my family? Can I be the one that's going to break generational curses? And at the end of the day, you can. And it's a matter of you focusing on the fact that anything you set your mind to, it's already waiting for you to accomplish it. You just got to walk into your greatness and do what you need to do and you'll be there. The impartial syndrome doesn't stop. And me and you know that. Mm-hmm. But we are able to combat that because we make sure that we keep our minds sharp by what we read, what we listen to, and who we let in our circle to influence us. Yeah. Um but that's all I gotta say. I have nothing more to
1: add to that, man.
0: All right. Well, in that case, guys, next week is going to be next week is gonna be uh pretty good. Yeah. I I just got the the confirmation we will be yeah. having we will be having a, a guest on the next episode. Uh, should we tell them? No. Nah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So so if you guys uh, have been paying attention to the end of the podcast, we are sponsored by uh, Physio Memes. Make life humorous. <laughs> um. <laughs> So we will be having the CEO, uh, the founder, uh, none other than Mr. Doctor, excuse me, put yeah. some respect on his, uh, on his name. Dr. Andrew Tran will be joining us for the next podcast to uh, drop some gems. I mean, just seeing what he's been able to build with his platform and, and uh, his business has just been incredible. And myself, you know, I'm an ambassador for his program, and man, he's just been such a a, a wonderful guy to get to know and and just kind of learn um, a lot of the the gems and and good knowledge that he has that he's gotten from you know trial and error in his business. So uh, next week we are going to be bringing you guys Dr. Andrew Tran. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait. I can't wait. But
2: until then, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of Off The Clock. This episode was brought to you by The Accepted System. The Accepted System is a program that helps pre-physical therapy students get into physical therapy school without wasting time or money. This episode was also brought to you by PhysioMemes. PhysioMemes helps PT businesses to increase their referrals through word of mouth marketing by growing their brand with an online store. PhysioMemes. This episode was also brought to you by the Acceptance Navigator Series. Most pre-PT students go on to spend hundreds of dollars applying to multiple DPT programs, with the majority of them having less than 40% confidence that they will actually get accepted that cycle. You have been taught that regardless of all the work you put into applying, you really don't have much control over your acceptance into PT school. The truth is, you actually do. Let the Acceptance Navigator Series show you how. You can find them at www.acceptancenavigator.com. When you go on there, make sure to let them know that Paul and Carl sent you over to jumpstart your acceptance into physical therapy school. Thank you for listening and keep tuning in.